Hi, this is Milan Milan, and we're back, y'all. We are back, 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 back. So, we're talking about dispensation today. If you hear some panting in the background, don't mind that. That's just my little puppy. She's acting a little like a real baby today. Well, she is. I already told her to be quiet and I gave her the look. So let's just hope she stays quiet. So today we're talking about dispensation. I feel like this is a really important topic because, and it's actually been a conversation I've been having with my father for a while. It's important because we are to rightly divide the word of God, right? And everything in the Bible does not apply to us today. However, it is definitely, um, we should be reading the Bible in its entirety, okay? Um, Throughout the Bible, what we see is man's rebellion and like the job that he was given the task the responsibility that he was given right from our father our failure on not fulfilling that and then god's judgment so that actually ties in really good about what we're talking about in dispensation today in the Bible, because we're going to break down what the privilege was that our father has given, what our responsibility was as human, and then how we failed, right? Basically rebelled against God. How do we fail? Um, to live up to our responsibility. How do we feel to do our part? Okay. And then what is God's judgment? And you know it's judgment because he is a just God. He does not turn his head at sin. He judges, right? So, but you also know he's a loving guy, he's a trusting guy. So please don't come in on that part and only hone on that part. But for him to be a just God that he is, he's not going to overlook the sin. He's just, he's not. So those are the four parts that we're going to go over. There are seven dispensations for anyone who's like ready to take notes. I got you seven dispensations throughout the Bible. And each dispensation is going to have a privilege from our Father. It is going to have what our responsibility was. We're going to talk about our failure to obey. And then we're going to go and speak about the judgment. So, before we begin, let me cut this down some. I feel like it's it's not even loud, but it feels like it's kind of loud. Or I'm just speaking really low. I don't know. But let's make it balanced. All right. Now, you already know, we need to pray before we get into his word together and talk and discuss. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, Lord, I thank you for today. I thank you for watching over my family, for over everyone that is listening, Father God, for protecting us, for getting us through the week. And it is the first Saturday of June. Hello, June. So... Father, I just am so grateful for your patience, for your mercies that you provide on a daily basis, for the um, opportunity to still be your vessel and, and speak to my brothers and sisters. 
that you still find value and able to use me to mold me into what you will have it be. Lord, I am super excited <laughs> to go over the dispensations and you just give me such a great joy regardless of the little tea tribulations. I have great joy in my heart today. And Father, I just thank you for it all. I am just at a loss for words sometimes. Oh, thank you, Lord. Amen. So let's clear our our minds about preconceptions, right? On what we have been told, what um conversations were maybe in the past or what we felt like we understood about um dispensations in the bible okay and oh that doesn't apply to you okay let's clear our hearts let's clear our minds let's clear it all right and just allow his spirit to speak um i'm gonna allow his spirit obviously to speak through me and i i I hope that you receive it, right? That you receive it and just um, have a little patience as we get through this because I'm going to allow him to speak and, you know, do my best to explain this as we go through it, okay? Because, again, this is so, so important that we understand this because then that will take away from thank you holy spirit that would take away from um when people say oh there are um there are contradictions it's not right because again everything in the bible did not apply there are seven dispensations we're living in the sixth one right now right and that's wow because six is the number of man but we're living in the sixth one right now which is some people call it the church age i prefer to call it grace right because it's his grace oh my goodness he had some exuberant amount of grace all right so let's start the first dispensation is innocence all right, so innocence, key verses you can look for. This is um, Genesis 1 through 3, chapters 1 through 3 in Genesis, right? So we're going to break down the um, first dispensation, which is innocence. And I'm just only repeating this for my note takers. I'm sorry. <clears throat> it's innocence. And we remember we have four parts that we're going to like bust down each one, right? So the first one is the privilege, right? Given from our father to us. So God is revealing himself as creator, okay? Um, he creates man in his image and he sets um, him in the garden of Eden, and Eve basically compliments Adam, right? She's his helper, okay? Now, the responsibility was to live in accordance to his uh, role to fill the earth, to subdue it, to tend to the garden, right? It was to acknowledge his dependence on God. Look for that in Genesis 2, uh, 15 through 17. And actually, I'm just going to look at it right now. Genesis 2, 15 through 17, it says, Then the Lord 
God took the man and put him in the garden of Eden, tend and keep it. And the Lord God commanded the man saying, of every tree of the garden, you may eat freely, but of the tree of knowledge of good and evil, you shall not eat. For in the day that you eat of it, you, you shall surely die. Now, you kind of remember if you if you listen to the last podcast and we spoke about this, right? He didn't die physically immediately. And he did die physically later, which wasn't supposed to happen, right? But the death that he's speaking of is a spiritual death. And if you didn't listen to the first podcast, this kind of does piggyback off of that. Just this particular one right here. But I definitely would encourage you to listen to the previous podcast from last Saturday. Um, if you have questions about it or if you just want to listen to more podcasts, I encourage you. Okay. So that is the responsibility all right so now we're moving on to the rebellious part right the part where we failed to obey our father so adam and eve willfully disobeyed right because they did eat of the of the tree that they were told not to well adam was told not to eat from the tree and they did anyway so they basically they rebelled against our father they reject his designated, their designated roles that he has set out for them because they ate from the tree. They were disobedient. So what happens with disobedience? Judgment. Okay. So now this is God's judgment. He kicked them out of the garden. Is it? You can't stay here. You're not listening. You don't, you, you, did, you went against what I said. So no, you have to go. So Genesis uh, 3, verses 22 through 24. It's a whole new creation that's now growing. So go ahead. Let's look in Genesis 3, verses 22 through 24. And what it says is, Then the Lord God said, Behold, the man has become like one of us to know good and evil. And now, lest he be put out of the garden and take also of the tree of life and eat and live forever. Therefore, the Lord God sent him out of the garden of Eden to till the ground from which he was taken. He So he drove out the man and he placed cherubim at the east of the garden of Eden and a flaming sword which turned every way to guard the way of the tree of life. Gotta go, Adam. Sorry. <sighs> that story is much deeper than we're going to get into today. But um, I would definitely encourage you to read on it, study it, right? We should be in our word daily. I'm working on a study right now about I don't want to say judgment, but it is ultimately about judgment. It's about how God sees all of what we say, the things we do, and we're held in his high court right mm. and then how it's played out or how it's lived out here on earth we're going to talk about that later the second dispensation we're going to talk about today is conscience all right so key verses would be genesis 4 through genesis 8 Right. So I know that's a lot, but it's basically Cain and Abel, um, Enoch and Methuselah. All right. So 
The privilege given from our father is God promises a seed to crush the serpent's head. Enoch prophesies that the Lord is coming to judge, right? And look for that in Jude verse four, uh, 14. And the responsibility of man is just to do well, to approach God by sacrifice, to walk with him, capital him, to walk with God, right? Genesis 5, 24, and to live in accordance to conscience. Now, let's look in Romans 2, verses 13 through 15, for this to make sense. So Romans 2, what did I tell you? Romans 2, verses 13 through 15. So it says, For not the hearers of the law are just in the sight of God, but the doers of the law will be justified. For when Gentiles who do not have the law by nature do the things in the law, these, although not having the law, are a law to themselves. Verse 15 goes on to say, Who show the work of the law written in their hearts, their conscience also bearing witness, and between themselves their thoughts, accusing or else excusing them, Hmm. All right, y'all. So the failure that man had, right? How we rebelled. Cain's defiance and his city building, right? Bigamy was practiced, all flesh corrupted, only evil practiced continually, right? The sons of God. Read that in Genesis 6, um, verses 5 through 12. I don't mean to get y'all to flip-flop, but I'm just trying to get through <laughs> this here. So let's just go to Genesis 6, right? And I told you it's verses 5 through 12. So Genesis 6, we already know it's, um, it's evil happening right now. So Genesis 6 verses 5 through 12 says, then the Lord saw that the wickedness of man was great in the earth and that every intent of thoughts of his heart was only evil continually. Can y'all let that sink in? Every intent of the thoughts of his heart was only evil continually. And the Lord was sorry that he made man on the earth and he was grieved in his heart. So the Lord said, I will destroy man whom I have created in the face of the earth, both man and beast, creeping thing and birds of the air. For I am sorry I've made them. I'm going to start right there. This is gonna start right there. It was bad, bad, period. That's all I can say is bad. If you look at 11, though, verse 11, same chapter, verse six, chapter six, verse 11 says, the earth also was corrupt before God and the earth was filled with violence. So God looked upon the earth and indeed it was corrupt. For all flesh had corrupted their way on the earth. So now what's the judgment? God sends the worldwide flood. The, 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 the only time I know that there was a flood. And actually it is the only time there was a flood, right? On the earth that God created. So there was a flood, right? And he saved Noah, his wife, 
his uh, sons and his daughters and then the animals, right, were on the ark. And we talked about this before, and we already know there were probably people out there mocking Noah, like, oh, you crazy, what are you doing? They've never saw rain like this before the flood, right? And we've never seen rain like that since the flood. So the old world and all flesh was destroyed, okay? Conscious continues in all future dispensations. The third dispensation we're going to talk about is human government. Yeah, human government. You already know. It don't even sound right, okay? You would think that's what it is today. <laughs> what is that? Human government, all right? So this would be key verses, Genesis 9 through Genesis 11. So we're talking about the first one in human government, which is the privilege that our father has given. So God promises not to repeat the worldwide flood. Amen. All right. Um, seasons guaranteed while the earth remains. So, you know, we got the seasons. And the responsibility is to be fruitful, to spread and to fill the earth. Animals can um, be eaten, but not their blood. Capital punishment is introduced, which is government. <laughs> and that's going to be in Genesis 9. Um, five through six. So let's first get into where he says to be fruitful, to spread out and to fill the earth, right? Let's look for that in Genesis 9 verse 1. So Genesis 9 verse 1 says, So God blessed Noah and his sons, and he said to them, Be fruitful and multiply and fill the earth. Right? Now, when we got talk about the government, Genesis 9, verses 5 through 6, it says, Surely for your lifeblood, I will demand a reckoning from the hand of every beast. I will require it. And from the hand of man, from the hand of every man's brother, I will require the life of man. Whoever sheds man's blood, by man his blood shall be shed. For in the image of God, he made man. All right. Now we're going to talk about the failure, right? How do we disobey? How do we not fulfill what he has told that we should do? So humanity basically refuses to spread out in total defiance of God, expressed in the Federation and the idolatry of the Tower of Babel, right? Remember the Tower of Babel? All right. Genesis 11, verse 4. So Genesis 11, verse 4 says, And they said, Come. Let us build a city for ourselves and a tower whose top is in the heavens. Let us make a name for ourselves, lest we be scattered abroad the face of the whole earth. But y'all, we just read where he said to be fruitful and fill it out. Fill out the earth, spread out. And they said, no, no, right? But you already know what comes after defiance, judgment. So God scatters by confusing the people who were building it, right? And gave them different languages, which is known as the Tower of Babel. Blah, 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 blah. blah, 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 blah. They didn't know what they were saying. A didn't know what B was saying, didn't know what C was saying, let alone what person D said. Look. He completely fixed that, right? They had different languages. 
So now the Gentile nations are introduced and human government continues. So now let's just move on to the fourth dispensation, which is promise, right? So this is Abraham, Isaac, Jacob, and Joseph. Key verse is going to be, well, key verses will be Genesis 12 through Exodus 11. So this is the Abrahamic covenant. God <laughs> appears to Abraham, right? God of his glory. Oh my goodness. He appears to Abraham and he promises him a seed, land, and blessing. Saying he is justified by faith. Now, let's talk about the responsibility. So he was to leave Ut and become a pilgrim to believe the promises, right, that God had given him to accept the sign of circumcision. Other nations were now, <clears throat> sorry, other nations, they were allowed to go their own way, right? They were allowed to go their own way. Find those verses in Acts 14 and 16 and 17 and verse uh, 30. So because they disobeyed, Abraham's faithless visit to Egypt, Ishmael was born from Hagar. Mm, mm, mm. Y'all remember that story where his wife was thinking that she was not able to conceive? So she told her husband, Abraham, to go ahead and have sex with the maid servant. And that's how he got Ishmael. Like, read that story. Oh, my goodness. Read that story. So because of his faithless visit to Egypt, Ishmael was born from Hagar, right? Hagar was the maid servant that he had. Just, just side note, I can never tell my husband. Go ahead and have sex with the maid servant because I know what? No. But y'all let's see what happens. Just read, read the story. The failures of Isaac and Jacob and then Joseph was betrayed and he was sold, y'all. He was sold. Mm, mm-mm. All right, so let's talk about his judgment. Slavery in Egypt. Genesis 15, uh, verse 13. So let's just go to Genesis 15. And when I tell you verse 13. Then he said to Abram, know certainly that your descendants will be strangers in the land that is not theirs and will serve them and they will afflict them for 400 years. Okay. Mm. So all males over 20 die in the desert wanderings, but the unconditional promise to Abraham continues. And that's in Galatians 3.17. So you guys, we are almost done. We're in the fifth dispensation, which is known as the law or just law. All right. Key verses, Exodus 12. In Acts 1. So first we're talking about. The privilege. That is given to man. Right from God. So the Mosaic covenant. The giving of the law. And the service of God. It was 613 laws, y'all, ceremonial, 
national, and moral, including the Ten Commandments. The sacrificial system of offerings is introduced. All right. 613? Mm-mm. So... Now we're talking about what was the man's responsibility? What was human's responsibility to keep the law? <laughs> Israel under a tutor, right? Galatians 3 verses 24 through 25. Thou shall not. All that the Lord has said we will do curses and blessings israel must keep the sabbath which is the sign of the covenant so how do we fail how do we rebel israel turns aside to idolatry exodus 32 8 let's look into that really quick exodus 32, 8. So. Mm, mm, mm. This is the golden calf, y'all. So it says, they have turned aside quickly out of which I out of the way which I commanded them. They have made themselves a molded calf and worshiped it and sacrificed to it and said, this is your God, O Israel, that brought you out of the land of Egypt. Really? Did y'all know how, y'all know how crazy that sound? They literally, they was waiting for Moses. The children of Israel were waiting for Moses to come back from um, speaking to God and they were down there probably nagging Aaron and Aaron not really being strong right he fell into the sin with them and said give it to me give me give me all your gold give me all your gold give me your earrings give me your necklaces give me all the gold you got give me your gold rings right and then they made a, mo a golden calf and this golden calf they literally worshipped and they said what they made from their hands was the God they got them out from under Pharaoh. Are you kidding me? Wait a minute. Did y'all just forget? Were y'all drunk of wine? Did you forget? You made this with your own hands? How is this the God that got you out? So listen, this is idolatry. And people still do this stuff today. But just can you even just imagine? Because I can't fathom how. Did you really say out your mouth that this is the God that got you out of the land of Egypt from under Pharaoh? You made it. Look at yourself. Where's your gold that you were given from my most high God? Where was it? You put it in this cow that you now worship and made sacrifices to it? Okay. It's just wild to me, right? It just sounds so wild, but it happened. So, oh my goodness. They break the Mosaic Covenant, right? And kill God's prophets. They reject Christ. So what's the judgment? Because you know it's judgment. They can't do all it is, and there's no judgment. So the Mosaic law was abolished by God. It's just abolished. It was captivity in Assyria and Babylon, and eventual worldwide scattering by Rome in AD 70. So now we're moving on to the current dispensation, which some people call the church age. And now, like I said in the beginning, I love to call it the grace age because that's what we got right now is grace, his grace, grace from the most high God. 
So key verses would be Acts 2 through Revelation 3 and 19. All right. So the first part of this dispensation we're talking about is the privilege from our father. So God speaks in son, right? Grace and truth by Jesus Christ. A man in the glory, the spirit of earth. God's wisdom is Christ crucified and risen and judgment appointed. So the second part of this is what is our responsibility? So God now commands all men, the nations everywhere to repent. Acts 17, verse 30. Let's look into that. Acts 17. And Acts is right after the four gospels. Okay. So you can look at it as the fifth book in the New Testament. And I told you it's Acts 17, verse 30. So Acts 17, verse 30 says, Truly, these times of ignorance God overlooked, but now commands all men everywhere to repent. All right. So people are now responsible to believe and obey the gospel. 2 Thessalonians 1.8. So let's go to 2 Thessalonians. 2 Thessalonians 1.8 says, In flaming fire, taking vengeance on those who do not know God, and on those who do not obey the gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. <laughs> so how do we fail? Only a few are saved, right? Look in Luke 13, verse 23. So Christ is rejected. The Antichrist is enthroned. And men believe the lie. They reject the truth. 2 Thessalonians 2.11. Since we are already in 2 Thessalonians, let's look at it. I told you 2 Thessalonians verse 2. Well, chapter 2 verse 11. And it says, And for this reason, God will send them strong delusion that they should believe the lie. Period. You would think that was the judgment. But the judgment is the great tribulation. The seals, the trumpets, the bowls, right? The earthquakes. Christ returns in flaming fire, taking vengeance on the unrepentant at Armageddon. So right now we're living in the dispensation of grace. The dispensation of grace, where it is our responsibility to believe and obey the gospels. And you already saw what's going to happen for the unrepentant. It's going to be his vengeance on the unrepentant. At the battle in Armageddon. So that's that. And the last dispensation is the millennial kingdom, right? So this is going to be the key verse is Revelation 20 Christ and the king of and his bride, the church, that's us, the church, right? So Christ reigning as king righteousness reigning satan is going to be bound up y'all amen <laughs> creation is liberated and there's going to be global peace 
Israel and New Jew and New Covenant relationships, and the church is Christ's complement. All right. Now moving on to our responsibility to submit to the King of Kings who rules with a rod of iron. Isaiah 65 20. All right. An annual um pilgrimage to Jerusalem. Mm. And this is the final test of man under the 1,000 years of peace. So now tell me how is it that we rebel? How do we fail as human, right? So after the 1,000 years of peace, after the 1,000 years of peace, I said that twice on purpose. Satan is going to be released. So y'all know during the 1,000 years, he's he's held up, right? He's tied up. He ain't going nowhere because it's peace. And you know if he's not tied up, it ain't going to be no peace. So he's tied up for 1,000 years. But after the 1,000 years, he is let free. And so those born in the millennium, but who remain unconverted, meaning they did not turn their faith over to Christ. They join a worldwide rebellion against the Lord. Revelation 20 verse 7. Now, it's hard to even fathom that ideal. But it's written, so it's true. Okay. So, Revelation 20, verse 7. Now, when the 1,000 years have expired, Satan will be released from his prison. Verse 8 goes on to say, and will go out to deceive the nations which are in the four corners of the earth, Gog and Magog, to gather them together to battle those number as is the sand of the sea. And what's the judgment? Fire from heaven destroys the rebels. Amen. The universe passes away. The second resurrection, final judgment, new heavens and earth, right? And the righteousness dwells. So let's look back. The universe passes away. Second Peter verse, well, chapter three, verse 10. So second Peter chapter three, verse 10. It says, but the day of the Lord will come as a thief in the night in which the heavens will pass away with a great noise and the elements will melt with fervent heat. Both the earth and the works that are in it will be burnt up. So y'all, this is the second resurrection, the final judgment. There are new heavens, new earth, and righteousness is dwelling. This is God's judgment against man's rebellion. So just to recap, the seven dispensations are innocence, conscience, human government, promise, 
the law, the church age, or also known as grace. And the seventh one is the millennial kingdom. I hope that this helps as you go and read through the Bible. You know what dispensation we're currently in. You understand that everything in the Bible is not for us, like applies right now, but it is definitely something we should read and understand. You will see throughout the Bible, God's mercy, God's love, his patience, his grace. And one of the main reasons why I call it, I love letters. Because there's nobody more patient than him. Do you understand as we was going through this? We're currently in the age of grace. This has been going on since Acts, after Jesus is resurrected. And his spirit has been indwelling in, with man, right? So Jesus is, is in heaven, right? But his spirit, which is part of the, of, of the triune God, right? Because you have God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. So God the Father is in heaven. God the Son is in heaven. But God the Holy Spirit indwells in you. And so since that has begun through now is the age of grace, what some people call the church age. But understand that this age will soon end and then there will be the last dispensation, which is the millennial kingdom. So don't tell me that my God is not patient because he's patient. He's patient. But you understand also that the responsibility is now different than it had been before. We're in a different dispensation than before. So the dispensation we're currently in is people are responsible to believe and to obey the gospel. So I would say, as with everything, take this to the Father. You shall always test the spirits. Ask God to lead you, um, to guide you, through everything you read, everything you hear from the moment you wake up in the morning, right? Before my feet hit the floor, I'm thanking the most high God. And I literally mean that before I hit the floor. I open these eyes, y'all, and I realize I'm still here. And I realize I'm untouched. Um, definitely, I'm talking to my father. And giving him my things. So some people may say, how do I, how do I know when he's talking to me? Or how do I build my relationship with Christ? And I'm going to give you some things that I kind of, I, I was already doing. But I didn't put it like in um, this format, the way this person was kind of saying. I thought it was pretty cool. I honestly can't sit here and remember the full way that they did it but it was really really cool and um this is what i'm gonna say every day we first want to repent 
right? Before we go to God with our petitions about what we would like, what we'd like to see happen in our lives, what we, what we desire, I would say repent. Repent of any sin known and unknown, right? Repent. Ask for forgiveness. Truly, truly ask for forgiveness. And then after you repent, before you pray for what you want, I would say, pray for others. Because there are some people who don't know God, but you do. There are some people who don't trust God, but you do. So pray for others. Think of others before you think of yourselves. Right. Spend time talking to our father about others needs, desires before you spend it on you. And then after you repent, after you pray for other people. I would say, thank God. Thank God for the protection he's provided. Thank him for making ways for you in the past. Thank him for all the things he will do and build in you, um, present and future, right? And just, just spend time with him. <sighs> acknowledging that he is God and you know it's just no way that you would have made it without him so after you repent after you pray for others after you acknowledge God for who he is and you just just thanking him right for being the God that he is now you can go ahead and pray for the desires of your heart. Pray for the things that you would like to see happen. Pray that will is aligned to his will. Pray that your thoughts are held captive to his will, right? The things that you entertain are pleasing to our father. And then I would say, after you repent, and I know I'm doing this on purpose, after you repent and after you um, pray for others, after you thank God for who he is, and after you make your petition for what you would like to see happen, sit in silence, just complete silence. So whether that, and, and I know that may be hard, right? So I'm just going to um, try to give suggestions. Whether that's the early morning before those kids wake up, do it. Whether that's late at night or early morning, depending on your household, <laughs> when you finally got those kids to sleep, do it. Whether that's you sitting in your car, just Give that time to God. Give that time to God. That's how you grow. That's how you hear him. That's how you're led by his spirit. Because you hear him. And he speaks like he speaks in the Bible. Right? He's not. He's not condemning you. He loves you. And I'm not trying to be extra with you right now. This is just how it's coming out. He's not condemning you. He loves you. He loves you. He loves you. He's patient with you. That one is condemning us. That's, that's Satan. 
That's Satan. That's not God. That's not your father. Our father loves you. He's patient. Remember the age that we live in is the age of grace. It's the age of grace. Our father loves you and He wants nothing more than to fulfill the promises he has for you. But we, as people, we have to be willing to allow him to do that. We have to repent of our sins. We have to acknowledge that he is the high priest. He is our father in heaven. He loves us, right? And allow him to work through us and for us. And he don't need no help. Just know that he does not need our help. So get your hands out of it, right? And just let him do the work in you and for you. And just, just know that he has it under control. Like literally, he's our creator, the creator, the only creator. And remember, Satan didn't create anything. He was a created being. He didn't create anything. So just remember that. And you're never too far from God. I don't care what you've done. I don't care what you know somebody may have said in the past let that hurt go go to god with all of your brokenness and let him heal you let him build you up to what he has called you to be now can he do it with someone else absolutely but he called you for a purpose. You have a purpose. You have a reason that you're still here. Allow him to fulfill that. That's all I'm saying is take your hands out of it. Allow him to fulfill it. Give your life over to Christ and let Christ do the work in you. That's it. So let's close with a prayer. I want everyone to have an amazing, amazing Saturday. Father God, Lord, I thank you for today. I thank you that we were able to come together and be able to go over your word, go over it in a little bit more depth than me just talking about dispensation. Father God, I ask that your spirit sees whomever needs the healing, whether it's spiritual, whether it's spiritual uh, healing, it's a mental healing, it's a physical healing that this person needs. Father God, I ask that you touch them and touch them in a way that they know that it was you and no one else. Father Lord, I just thank you for your mercy. I thank you for your grace and for your patience and for your guidance. I ask that you bring all of our thoughts captive to your will. All of the things that we entertain, that you bring them captive to your will. What we say, Lord, that you bring it captive to your will. And that when we do walk outside of your will, when we do those things that are of the flesh, Father God, that we are gently corrected, that we are convicted. And that we will repent. There is no God <laughs> like you, Father. I ask that. All of these idols in our lives, Father God, they are destroyed. And they'll come to true knowledge of the only God, the only true and living God. Father, 
Father, you are so merciful. And I'm forever grateful for that. there is anyone that's listening that wants to choose Jesus and you just haven't, I'm going to end it with one of my favorite salvation verses is Romans 10 and we're going to start at 9 and it starts and says that if you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in your heart that God is raising from the dead, you will be saved. For with the heart, one believes unto righteousness and with the mouth, confession is made unto salvation. For the scripture says, whoever believes on him will not be put to shame. For there is no distinction between Jew and Greek. For the same Lord over all is rich to all who call upon him. For whoever calls on the name of the Lord shall be saved. Call on the name of the Lord and you will be saved. Repent and believe. The work that he did on the cross, we can never add to it and we can never take away from it. I love you. Brothers, I love you, sisters in Christ. I truly do. He is returning soon, and we are to not give up. Do not fold. Do not give in to the enemy. He's pretty tricky. Don't give in. Don't give in. Ask God for strength to endure the things to come. Ask him for guidance in your everyday lives. Ask him for his patience. Ask him for eyes to see people as he sees people. And your heart will be softened. Ask him what his purpose is for you that day. What he will have you do that day. Whom he will have you speak to. Who you should pray for. What you should pray for. He will lead you and he will guide you. My God is merciful and he's there. He is present. He's always present. Read your love letters. Know the God that you serve so that you can hear clearer when he speaks to you and you know that it's him. You don't want to be the person that he says, depart from me, I never knew you. Don't let that be you. For more podcasts, here's my commercial. For more podcasts, go to lamb2alion.net forward slash podcasts. For blogs, forward slash blogs. To shop, forward slash shop. New podcast airs every Saturday, God willing, 12 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. You can reach me. You can DM me on my Instagram, which is lamb2alion7. The number two and the number seven are numerical. I would leave all of this in the description. Connect with me. It don't have to be a Saturday for you to hear from me. Chat with me. You can jump on my website, which is lambtoalion.net. We can talk. I'm not untouchable. <laughs> I'll pray with you. I'll pray for you. It will stay confidential. 
I promise. I love you all. I truly do. And understand that the Lord has made this day and everything in this day. He is with you. He is for you. He's for you. Oh my goodness. He is for you. He loves you. So I don't care what happens. That, that they say, oh, he's not, he's not, he's not. You remind them that he is, he is. Oh, absolutely he is. Isaiah 40 verse 31. He will give you the strength. He will renew you. You just have to call out to him. He is the living God. All right. Until next time, go in peace and ask the Father what you're to be doing. He'll show you. I promise. He will show you.